going today, guys? Back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with CP3. Today is Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. Um, I am joined in the studio by Arya Tari. Arya, say what's up to everybody. This is Zoom, not the studio. Well, it's, I'm in the studio. You're not. You're, yeah, yeah. you're, in, the, no, you're in your studio. Mm, hardly. What's going on? Hey, it's good to have you back on here, Aria. Um, for those of y'all who don't know, Aria is a big NBA guy. So me and Aria always do NBA podcasts together. So that's what we got for y'all once again today. Um, we're going to be giving y'all some enlightenment into some of the uh, biggest stories in the league, including Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin being um, held out until they get traded. Um, NBA All-Star rosters since the voting just ended this week. Um, also, as well, we're going to be doing for you guys um, – the Jazz you know, having the best record in the league, talking about how that we think that or what we think about that. Um, same thing with the 76ers and also the Surging Suns. So we got lots of good stuff for y'all on the biggest topics in the league. But like I said, let's start things out with the biggest news right now, which is the um, Cavaliers and the Pistons have announced that they're going to be holding Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin out of uh, playing until they can find trade partners for them. Um, Aria, Draymond Green sounded off on this on Monday night. LeBron agreed with him as well. Um, basically, they were both just kind of saying that it's wrong that teams can do this, but it's wrong, but teams can do that, but then players get looked down on when that they um, request for trades from these teams. I mean, do you agree with what they said? And also, do you agree? I mean, do you kind of agree with what's going on with these teams and holding these guys out? So... I think like both sides can be right and both sides can also be wrong because, um, you know, like the Cavs and the Pistons, what they're trying to do is just preserve their assets. So they don't want Drummond going hurt and getting stuck with his 20 million cap hit. Um, and I understand the flip side of it, which was when Anthony Davis was looking out for his career um, with the, uh, with the Pelicans, not last year, but you know, his final year with new Orleans, trying to sit out, the, not trying to sit out those games, but he was like, he was sitting out those games. Um, and it was because he didn't want to get hurt and he didn't want to be in New Orleans anymore. So I get it from both sides. The only thing is, I mean, I hate to get like super, uh, super legal here and maybe we can have your dad on and he can kind of go more into the contracts for us. But, uh, um, you know, the Pelicans, or I'm sorry, not the Pelicans, the Cavaliers just using Drummond as the example, right? There is an employer. So if your employer doesn't want to assign you work and they still want to pay you, great. Like, they, I mean, I think most people would love that um, in like most jobs, but um, like they're under no obligation to play him. Now, the flip side of it is if the player wants to sit out, well, he's under contract with the team. So can't just choose to sit out i mean there is like a you know there is like a fine line here i do understand like from the player's perspective why they want to do it but it's also like you signed the contract you know Mm -hmm. yeah no i agree with you completely on that one i mean i understand the player being mad because obviously they want to play and you know they want to stay in form and everything but at the same time you know 
as long as you're getting paid, you really can't complain that much. But I do kind of like Draymond's, um, just kind of the way he put it, that if it was a player doing this, saying that they were going to sit out and they weren't going to play until the team traded him because they didn't want to be there, they would get bashed like people were trying to do with Harden, stuff like that. So I understand them coming from the other way around. But also, too, you know, we don't know the whole story behind it. Maybe I mean, Andre Drummond, There's I could put together a montage right now of him doing stupid stuff and him shooting threes, you know, and doing things he shouldn't be doing. Maybe he's doing, you know, the Cavs have a young core. Maybe he's kind of going rogue and doing what he wants to do. We don't have all the information there yet, so we don't know about that. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Blake Griffin also, too. Like you said, you know, you don't want that asset that you're trying to trade to get injured. I mean, Blake Griffin gets injured all the time. He could easily roll his ankle, and nobody wanted him for that reason, so... No, I mean, if, if these guys were, like, good and, like, contributing, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because these, yeah. their teams wouldn't be, like, trying to get rid of them um, so actively. The the part with, like, the player – I mean, Anthony Davis, this literally happened a couple years ago, right? Like, I, now I'm not going to say he made up an injury or whatever, but, you know, people can speculate. Um, but, you know, it's in the contract. Like, you can't just – it's this is different than football. You can't really hold out in basketball like you can in football, like how Le'Veon Bell did that one year, right? Yeah. Like it's different CBAs, different contracts. And the players do have the right to sit out if they want to. But here's the thing. If let's say – let's say Bradley Beal, right, doesn't want to play for the Wizards anymore. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not playing until you guys trade me. If he did that, and this is kind of the same thing with Harden again, you can't – it doesn't count off as a year against your contract. So, like, you're kind of just stuck. Um I mean, if you look at what Harden did in Houston, he did everything he could to get out of there, basically. So I don't – and I don't really fault him for that because his GM was gone, his coach was gone, that team was like a kind of a wasteland in terms of what it was before. Um, now, part of it, you could also – I'm not going to get into the whole James Harden thing. It's much more nuanced than that, and, I'm, and I really don't want to sound like I'm coming across defending him in this. But I guess the overall point is like – Teams are going to do what's best for them. Players are going to do what's best for them. And that's the, and you know, that's just how it is. And I don't know. Maybe that's how it should be. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, trust me. I, I agree with a lot of things you said there. It definitely is kind of a weird thing. I mean, I can't blame James Harden either for wanting out of here. They gutted the entire roster and it just wasn't there happening for him. But yeah, you know, it definitely is just like a weird situation in general. I mean, it's kind of weird, too, to see the fall off from everything from Blake Griffin. I feel like that Blake Griffin could shoot better than he can now, and you thought he might be able to transition more into a stretch guy, and he hasn't been able to do that either. But yeah, it definitely is a weird thing. You know, I feel like I feel like the NBA always finds these weird things every single year that we're kind of like, what the heck? Like, they do that in sports. I feel like it's always the NBA on the frontier and on the front line of doing all that. Um Next kind of topic here, obviously, like I said, guys, the NBA All-Star Game is right around the – well, actually, we haven't confirmed yet if we're going to have an All-Star Game or not. But um, anyway, their voting has completely finished now. and Well, we're going to have a team no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter yeah. what, they're going to name players of the team kind of like they did with the NFL and the Pro Bowl, but we don't know for sure who will be on the team and whatnot. But the voting has ended, so we'll kind of start out here and give you all – who we think should be on the team. Let's start out with the starters. Um, I'll give you my Eastern Conference starters, and you tell me if you disagree with any of these. Okay. All right. I got Joel Embiid. Um, oh, I think the front court's obvious. Embiid, Durant, Giannis. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I had. I mean, there's no debating there. I thought you were going to name them all at once. And okay. No, 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 no. The backcourt does get a little tricky, so I think Beal for sure has to be in there. I mean, he leads the league in scoring for crying out loud. And then as my second guy, I tossed around a lot of names, but 
I'm going to go with James Harden here. I know he hasn't played a lot of games in the Eastern Conference, but, I mean, supposed to be the best players. In my opinion, James Harden is the best. If it's not him, it's got to be Kyrie. I think you got to go with one of the two net guys right there. Yeah, no, I'm with you on Harden, actually. I do have him there. Um, I don't fault him too much for the whole he only played, like, this amount of games in the East, whatever. He's an all-star. And, like – like, because if he was traded to another team in the West, that wouldn't even have been a thing. So that's stupid to me, right? Um, yeah. He's an Eastern Conference player. I look at it as he's an Eastern Conference player at the time of voting. That's how it should go. However, I don't have Beal on the starters. And it's, you know, yeah, he's been good and his team sucks, whatever. But I just can't have a starter whose team has the worst record in the conference. Um, so I got my, uh, I got my, my Celtic Jalen Brown starting. Ooh, Two-way player, I, averaging over 25. I mean, this is his best season yet. First career – this will be his first All-Star because he'll make it no matter what this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got Jalen. Yeah, I actually had Jalen Brown as the first guy outside of the starters. I had him as, like, my first reserve just because I kind of put him in order of how I think it deserved to be there. Um, you know, I don't hate that reasoning, to be honest with you. I mean, Celtics top four in the Eastern Conference – be I mean, not the Wizards do have like the second worst record in the entire NBA. You know, I I didn't think of it that way, but I kind of don't disagree with you necessarily. I mean, Beal though is kind of doing everything he can. It's the rest of his team bringing him down, so I would still give Beal the starting nod. But definitely can't disagree with that logic there. You can't reward terribleness. Um, anyway, with our reserves, um, you said so. Obviously, I know we're both gonna have Kyrie Irving. We're both gonna yeah. have Jalen Brown or Beal, one of the two right there. So that knocks off two. Um, think Jason Tatum absolutely has to be on there. Any disagreement from you there? Come on. <laughs> yeah, we're talking to the Celtics guy here. You know he's not going to disagree with that one. Um, I'm going to give Bam Adebayo a nod. I think he's been yep. playing well, and he's been the only Heat player that's actually been in the lineup and hasn't missed time because of COVID. So you got to put him in there. Um, he's like so. It's he's gone such under the radar. Like he is so much better than he was in the bubble when he was literally like the. I mean, Butler was their best player, but he was. I hate doing this. This is like a freaking ESPN talk show thing, but he's the most important player. But, like, he kind of is because of all the things he does, like mm-hmm. defensively, playmaking. I mean, he killed the Celtics in the East Finals um, on those dives. It was mm-hmm. – anyways. anyways. Unless he played with no shoulder in the bubble pretty much, too. His shoulder was – Well, that was just the finals. That was just the finals, really. Oh, yeah, that is – yeah, that is right. He, that's when he – All right, so that's four. That's four. That's four. And so we need what – so you need to fill out you need to fill out a third front court reserve because you had bam tatum so there needs to be a third one there yeah this is where i've struggled a little bit but i'm actually gonna give it to julius randall there i think julius randall i mean he's been putting up the numbers the knicks are sixth in the playoffs solely because of him i mean it's between to me it's between him and vucevic the magic are just so bad that i'm gonna have to leave vucevic out on this one i mean randall's averaging 23 points and 11 rebounds 5.6 assists and he's got his team in the playoffs right now and a knicks team that i mean a lot of us projected to be the second worst team if not the worst team in the entire eastern conference i think it's hard not to put him in there what about middleton I got to leave Chris Middleton out on this one for, for Julius Randle. Julius Randle's stats are completely better. And, I mean, the Bucks have 16 wins to the Knicks, who have 14 wins. Two less wins, and Randle's got way better stats well, than you him. Still have, I don't think it's close. Well, you still have two wild card spots to fill out. That's You're saying Middleton's not even going to get one of those? Oh, okay, so he'll still make the, your team. Yeah, I've still got Middleton on the team, absolutely. He's in All right, it doesn't team. matter to me the order in which you do it. All right, so Middleton, Randle, and then who's the last guy? Um, so that's it. That puts me at six. So I need one more, right? Yeah. 
yeah, you know, as much as I hate to do it, I'm going to have to leave my boy Trey Young off the Eastern Conference. Wow, I was not expecting this. I, I hate doing it. I mean, the Hawks have sucked, man. Can't do it. I got to give Fred Van Vliet the nod. The Raptors have been surging as of late. Van Vliet's been putting up the numbers and carrying this team. I don't hate putting him in there or rewarding the 76ers with Ben Simmons on there for the record and numbers Simmons been putting up. Yeah, no, I, I, Simmons is mine. I mean, defensively, he's probably like – he, I mean, I'd say Gobert's probably going to win Defense Player of the Year this year, but Simmons is like going to be right there in that voting. Um, no, I would go Simmons, and then with that final spot, I mean, Randall, I don't hate. I wouldn't hate like. I just think that twelfth spot is just the like, twelfth overall spot. You could go Randall, Young, Zach Levine, take one of those Pacers guys, Drew Holiday. Like, there's so many you can pick. I. I there's not like a real good option. So I guess I'm fine with Randall. Honestly, I would have been, I, I wouldn't have like thrown a fit if you put Trey Young there either. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a little bit can change here for the Hawks. If the Hawks can pick it up, you know, and get back in that top eight, I would put Trey Young in there. But just right now with how bad that they've, that we've been as of late, I don't think we deserve to get an all-star in there. I mean, it's been pathetic at their play lately. All right. Well, that's the East, I guess. Yeah, um, now let's shift things over to the Western Conference. The Western Conference, once again, is pretty easy. Your front court, I've got LeBron. Um, I got Jokic for sure. And then third spot becomes a little iffy of who you want to put in there. No, it doesn't. Who you got, Kawhi? Yeah, it's obvious. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. That's who I'll still go with. And then backcourt, are we on the same page here? Dame and Curry? Nope. Luka Doncic deserves it over Lillard. I don't know about that one, man. The Mavs, I mean, think about it right now. Lillard is playing without Nurkic. He's playing without Zach Collins. He's playing without C.J. McCollum. I mean, that team's beat up, and they're still 17-10 and 10 in a very competitive Western Conference. They're top four. Dallas is in 10th place right now in the Western Conference. I don't see it. Yeah, but those those Beal teams. There, you can't put Luka in there. Well, Beal's on, like, the worst team in the East. And those teams in the West, it's like – we're not talking like multiple games apart that separate them. Like Dallas can be fourth in like a week if they go on a little hot streak here. So to, and plus where you have to factor in is like, we're not at the halfway, we're not even at the halfway point of the season yet. So these standings should all kind of, it's not like typical all-star voting when you have half of the season done. We have yeah. this whole thing's been sped up a little bit. So I take those stand because of the shortened season. So you got to take those standings with like, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to take those standings with a little bit of a grain of salt. Um, I mean, I don't hate Lillard there like it's fine honestly he's been had a good year i just same thing with the other one it's just like personal preference i guess and Doncic is probably my second favorite player not from the celtics in the whole league with curry being number one so hey those are not, those are two good ones to watch right there i just can't give Doncic the nod with how bad dallas has been so far this season um all right first thing i want to say for the reserves are you taking anthony davis or are you leaving him off with the injury well, here's the thing, right? Like, cause we don't, like you said earlier, we don't know if we're playing the game yet. So if it's just the team, right? Then yeah, he needs to make it. But like, if there actually is a game, um, then I guess you kind of have to leave him off cause he definitely wouldn't play in it. But I'd say for the sake of this, include him because we don't know if there's going to be a game yet. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to leave Anthony Davis off. I'll, I'll, we'll include him for now, just to say that he's on there. But I'm gonna leave him off, basically. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, he would be named, but he would get replaced, pretty much, is what I'm saying. Sure, sure. Um, All right, so go. So I'm gonna give Rudy Gobert the nod. Obviously, the Jazz have the best record in the entire conference, and Gobert has been yeah. balling out. 
Um, next one here, um, it's a tough one for me, but I'm actually going to give it to Zion. I think Z- Zion's got his average no, no, no. now to tw- I'm with 25 you. points per game, so you got to throw him in there. Um, I can't. Did you watch him last George. night against Memphis? Yeah, he went off. I can't do Paul George on there because of the injuries. Can't do Christian Wood because of the injuries. What injuries? Paul George is what, hasn't Paul George played the same amount of games as Kawhi? Fair enough. Uh, yeah, four? I guess we'll put Paul George in there at that last spot. I mean, I don't have exact. I mean, I don't have exact numbers on this. I need a fact checker, but um, yeah, I feel like Kawhi's missed more because when he had the whole face injury and obviously, like they both have the whole COVID contact tracing. Yeah, I, I don't. I, this isn't last season where Paul George missed a bunch. Yeah, no, you're right. For some reason, I was thinking Paul George missed time at the beginning of the season. I, I, I didn't realize that. Last year he did yeah, with the shoulder. Yeah, no, I'll give you on that. So we got Gobert, Zion, and Paul George as the uh, front court, and the back court. This is where I have Luca. Obviously, this is where you have Dame. Um, you got to put Donovan Mitchell on there because of what yeah. the, he has done with this Jazz team and the way he's been playing. Any well, Shaq wouldn't put him there. <laughs> who did? Who did Shaq have instead? No, no, no. You don't remember the thing? The no, TNT thing? No. When Shaq was like, I, like when Shaq was saying that thing about like how I don't think you have the, I don't think you could take it to the next level or whatever. You didn't see that thing? Oh, no, no, no. I remember what you're talking about now. A couple weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he's taking it to the next level though. So Shaq's definitely. All right. So that's, that's five. Yep. And then. And then you could do two. The last spot's tough. I, I want to go Devin Booker here because of the way. Wait, so the, then that's. Sorry, sorry. So that sixth spot would be Davis then, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna leave Davis. Yeah, well, I'm gonna leave Davis off just because he's injured. Basically, say he's gonna get nominated, and then he's not gonna play because of injury. So basically, do who's replacing him. So if that makes sense. Okay. So then you need two more people. Yeah. So we need two more people. So I'm going Devin Booker. And then honestly, I'm pretty disappointed in Jamal Murray, the fact that I can't put him on here. No way. But after Booker, the other one that I'm probably gonna go with here is De'Aaron Fox. The Kings have been playing better lately, and Fox has been putting up the numbers. He's one of the top guys in the league in assists. I think you gotta throw Fox in there. So I have one guy that I would kick ahead of both Booker and Fox, and that's that? uh the point god, Chris Paul. Yeah. I think he's the best player on the Suns. So Yeah. He matter. I think that team goes through him, and mm-hmm. he controls literally. I mean, same way he's done his whole career, except for maybe Houston when Harden was kind of the alpha there. But like, he controls every aspect of the game. It's always at his tempo, whatever tempo he wants it to be. Like, and Booker has. I I feel like Booker should have had a better year. I mean, he's basically having the same year as he had last year. Yeah, and then coming he's out of the bubble when they were undefeated. Yeah, he missed like three games with a foot injury. Um, yeah, no, I'll agree. I'll agree with you on that one. Actually, give me Chris Paul and boot Devin Booker out of there. But I'll definitely want De'Aaron Fox on there. I think Fox has been balling out. and He deserves to get a little recognition. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else from the West. I mean, do you want to reward the Jazz and give them three All Stars and give it to Conley? No, Conley's been out too for a little while. Who's the Who's the guy in each conference who would have made it? Had it not been for injuries, I would say in the West, it would have been Morant would have been an All Star this year if he didn't Absolutely. get hurt. Uh, and then in the East, I mean, he didn't get hurt. It was just COVID stuff. But I think Jimmy Butler would have made it in there somehow. Yeah, for sure. No, I think I think that's I think you're right on both those. Yeah, if John Morant didn't get injured, he'd be 
in there for sure. I feel like that's kind of who spot Fox is taking. Like, if that doesn't happen, Fox isn't stiff in the All-Star game because Morant's been balling out. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, back to what you said on why the Jazz should get three players in there because they have the best record in the league. The Utah Jazz currently sit with the best record right now in the NBA. They've been holding on to that number one spot for a little while now. And it doesn't look like they're slowing down as they blew out the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, Philadelphia 76ers, on Monday night. Although Embiid didn't play, but still, I mean, the game was never close. Um, I mean, Simmons right. had a career high. Oh, he did. Yeah, he dropped. What? What he end with? Forty six. I think it was forty. No, I think it was like forty two. Oh wow! So he didn't score in like the final three minutes of the game. But anyway, um, Aria, do you think this Jazz team is more like that Hawks team that we saw get the number one seed, or do you think they're a team that's surging and is a real contender and go to the finals? Uh, I wouldn't compare them to that Hawks team just because, like, they don't have, like, the standout guy. I, they, they actually remind me of the Raptors uh, pre-Kawhi when it was, like, DeRozan and Lowry and, like, you know, it was this group that was with each other for a long time. Just, like, you know, Mitchell and Gobert have been with each other for a while. They were com- they've been comfortable together. The coach has been there for a while. And um, – but when it came to the playoffs, like, you could just never really trust that team. I mean – and and it's the same thing – as the uh, as the Raptors, how they would always get beat by Cleveland and LeBron literally every year. And I just think this Utah team, they play the Lakers, they'll lose. Like, how many times do we have to see teams like Utah and Portland like do these playoff runs and not make it to the not make it far? I mean, get lucky and make it to the conference finals at best. Like, this team isn't coming out of the West. I I, I get the records nice and all, but come on. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I at the end of the day. It's LeBron's conference. As long as you got LeBron James in there, you got to be able to take him down. Also, too, I don't know if they can get past the Clippers. It will definitely be a tight contest. Um, Utah. Well, they might not have to. What? They might not have to. If they keep that one seed and, like, the Lakers and Clippers are 2-3, mm-hmm. they might not have to. And that's going to – that would be big for them to, like, make it to the conference finals. But I just think, like you said, if they have to play one of those L.A. teams in the conference finals, they just don't have the talent to match. Who's going mano on mano with Kawhi at the end of the game, or with LeBron, or with Davis, or anyways? Exactly, and we've seen Donovan Mitchell in the past try to take over. He couldn't do it against the Nuggets and get them past him. He couldn't do it against the Rockets in years before as well and get them past them. I mean, Mitchell's surging, but at the same time, Mitchell's not on the same level as a lot of these other superstars in the league. The reason why yeah. the Jazz are so good, they hit 16.8 three-pointers in the game. That's or in a game that's NBA best. Also, too, I mean, they do have Rudy Gobert in there playing defense. So, I mean, this team does play good defense and everything, but – Ultimately, I think that's really what what hurts this Jazz team is the, just the fact that you know, like you said, like they have a lot of good players, but they just don't have that superstar that can take them to the next level. You know, like Kawhi and LeBron are going to take over at the end of the game and knock them out. Or, I mean, even think about it, they're going to have to face Dame. Now, they also too, I think another thing has been helping the Jazz. Is I've noticed that I don't I don't have looked at the exact attendance accounts of teams allowing people in the building, but the Jazz look like that they have by far the most fans in their stands every single night. I've seen the exact numbers. Or anything but there's a good bit of fans in there in utah and you can tell so i think that helps them out a little bit too they've always had that good home court but i think this jazz team will be a great regular season team well does that help them if we but what does that help them if we go back to bubble for the playoffs that might be a thing (laughs) i think that hurts them again if we go back yeah yeah exactly exactly hopefully hopefully we won't have to do that but if it's what it comes down to i'm all for it um Anyway, next our next kind of topic we wanted to run through real quick for y'all was um, the 76ers. 76ers sit on top of the Eastern Conference. Do you see them having the top record when the season ends? And also, do you think they can make it out of the East in the playoffs? 
So how many games are they ahead of, uh, I think Brooklyn's two right now, right? Yeah, I'm pulling up the standings as we speak. Because I think yeah, Milwaukee, so... I think Milwaukee fell to three. Yeah, they're 18 and 10. Brooklyn's 18 and 12, and then 16 and 12 for Milwaukee. Yeah, so they got like what a two game lead on the Nets right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, one game lead. I want to. Okay. Um. So yeah, to the question, like, what, what was your question? It was like, do they finish with the best record in the East, and then do they come out of it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they make it to the East Finals. Uh, whether they have the best record or not, maybe. Uh, I know that's not an actual answer, but. I don't know because I just think toward, once we like hit the finish line and this Nets team gets uh, more comfortable with each other and then Bead's probably going to sit out more games, it's going to it's going to hurt the hurt the Sixers. But I mean the Sixers are uh, completely I mean breath of fresh air with Daryl Morey like coming in and getting guys like Danny Green and Seth Curry who actually complement who their big two stars are. Simmons has actually been really good as of late. Um, Embiid's been a monster all season. If he, he'd probably finish like top two or three for MVP right now, the voting close today. Um, I think they make it to the East Finals. I just don't think that they'll be able to match. And I don't think any team in the league can really match Brooklyn's offensive firepower. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I think Philadelphia should be able to get the best record in the in the Eastern Conference in the regular season. One because of how good they are at home. They're 11 and two at home, and they seem to be beating the teams that they should beat. I feel like that's a big thing in the NBA that separates a lot of these teams record wise. Like teams like the Nets, they'll show up again in the big games, but then they'll lose to teams like Detroit when they lost to Detroit and didn't lead that entire game. You know, but you don't really see Philadelphia doing that. They win the games that they should. So I think with them beating everybody, that they're going to be good enough to do that, but. I don't think they can take this Nets team down in the playoffs. I mean, they can't really match up with them defensively. The Nets have got a center already that they can throw at them. I bet the Nets are who? Drummond gets bought out. Who can they throw at Embiid? Uh, DeAndre. Don't Jordan. say DeAndre. Stop. Stop. I'm not I'm saying he can him. guard him. I'm saying he's a decent can't. presence to have inside. No, he's not. No, he's not. Embiid would put him in the torture chamber for four quarters. And no. You know what Shaq says? Barbecue chicken? Like, that's what it would be. Hey, I think that they'll get another center in there too so they can have a couple of bodies they can throw in there to bang with them. But regardless, you're going to have to hit threes to beat this team because you're going to have KD, Kyrie, and Harden just burning them down, banging them down from deep. So it's going to be tough to keep up with. I think ultimately Brooklyn's going to win the Eastern Conference. I think they're going to win the entire thing. But I think Philadelphia will have the best regular season record. I think they're a great regular season team. And I think they'll probably get to the conference finals. Like I don't believe in Milwaukee at all. I think that they're built well to beat Milwaukee, but... I don't. I, I think it's Brooklyn's conference still. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you have, I mean, they have the best. Like when, honestly, like just when it comes down to it, like you had to bet your life, and you had to pick one player in the East as like the guy who you trust the most. It's still Durant. Absolutely. Like it's still Durant. He's the only guy who's. Well, I guess Kyrie's done it, but he's the only guy who's done it as an alpha or co-alpha, if you want to say that with Curry. Um, he's. Yeah, it's Durant. Like I. I'm not going to pick against Durant in the East right now. He was the best player in the league before that Achilles injury, and he pretty much looks like the same guy, and he's only going to get better with each game. So as he gets his legs back under him. Um, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, we better hope he's not still getting his legs back under him because the way he's been playing lately, he's been balling out. 
Um, the last team I wanted to talk about here is the Phoenix Suns. We've seen the Suns surge a little bit as of late. Once they got healthy again, they're now 17-10. and 10. Um, They're 8-2 they're and two in their last 10 games after they started out the season pretty hot and then hit a little bump. Um, Arya, not only is this going to be the year probably that we see the Suns back in the playoffs, but do you think this Suns team can do some damage in the Western Conference? What do you what it, define damage? Can they get to the second round? Depends on the matchup, right? So right now, I think they're the four seed. Five. I'm not exactly five. Okay. And who would they? Who's the four right now? Is it Portland? Portland. Okay, so they could play Portland in a four-five matchup. Yeah, I could see them beating Portland in that. Um, especially we we don't know if. Uh, well, I, I would assume McCollum and Nurk would be good by then. Um, but yeah, sure. But like. This is again with the Utah thing. Like, I just don't think like if they played against LA or uh, what either LA team. I mean, I could see. I there's like a pathway I could see this team could even make the conference finals, right? Like if they beat the Portland, uh, yeah, beat the Portland Trailblazers right now, and then maybe sneak by that Utah team, pull up the upset. But it's just mm-hmm. as long as LeBron and Davis are on the Lakers, no team can beat them. So I don't know. I I think the what the West is wide open for any team to make the conference finals to lose to the Lakers. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one as well. I mean, I think the Suns could play definitely a good game and a good series against the Jazz, maybe even give them a run for their money. I mean, this Jazz team, like we said, they can't take over. I trust Chris Paul to close out a game against Donovan Mitchell rather than Donovan Mitchell to do it against them. Um, I think this Phoenix team is definitely dangerous. I think that those definitely are the top five teams in the Western Conference. I'm still interested to see what Denver does. I feel like Denver and Golden State are going to make some sort of trade here. I feel like Denver needs to buy in. Jamal Murray hasn't been as good so far as ever since leaving the bubble. So I feel like yeah. the has got to pick his play up or they're going to maybe move Michael Porter Jr. or something. His value is going down and down. I mean, to me at least. Like I was watching uh, them play against Boston last night. And at one point I think it was like 0 for 8. Um, he's like like – when you, they left the bubble and, you know, there was all the off-season stuff, like, are they going to trade him? Is he going to be their third guy? Are they going to package him and get, like, maybe Drew Holiday, something like that? Like, that was a lot of the talk back then. And um, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like he's his value is as high as it was, like, coming out of that bubble after he had uh, a bunch of big games. I, I don't see it happening. Jamal Murray's stock has dipped a whole bunch, too. Like, Jokic has turned his game up a level. Jokic, if you – now, I, I checked this like a week ago, but if you check like the major statistical categories, points, rebounds, assists, he's higher than LeBron in every single one of those categories. Yet everybody wants to act like LeBron's this runaway MVP. And I'm talking about like, you know, Devin, Partage, all these people. Um, yeah, I'm naming people. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, I just like, I, I don't understand why LeBron's like this runaway MVP. Um I think he is. Now, I should say, I think he is. Like, if the season ended today, I would probably say he should be MVP, but I don't think like, it's a clear-cut thing. Yeah, and there's definitely going to be a shakeup in the, in the standings, too. Like, you know, I feel like that uh, Spurs are probably going to fall down, especially with this COVID break. They'll probably come back and we'll be playing as good at basketball, so we don't even know what players tested positive for them with COVID. But, yeah, I, f- I feel like that there's definitely going to be some sort of shakeup in the ordering and everything ultimately. I mean, if Denver can somehow get a top-five record in the league, then it might be Jokic's e- MVP easily. So They should uh, they should be the team that overpays for Beal. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. and something and else, give him – do, do, uh, do a, like, Brooklyn style or a – yeah, Brooklyn style or a – Milwaukee style when they what they did to get Holiday just give them a bunch of like future picks forever and just say 
like, hey, here you go. I mean, like that team, Beal, Murray, and Jokic, that's – you're like right there. I mean, I would say like that a Jokic-Beal duo behind that LeBron-Davis duo is probably that best duo in the West. Maybe George and Kawhi. Yeah, I Up mean – Up there. No, I agree. I mean, Jokic and Beal would be nasty. Plus, the thing about Jamal Murray's your third best player with that. Obviously, we both said he hasn't been playing that well, but I feel like that takes a little pressure off him, if anything, so he can play better. But, yeah, I think that makes his team a lot better. I mean, I would do it to get Michael Porter Jr. There's a lot of different trades you could do to get Michael Porter Jr. I thought the Nuggets should have been the team to try to trade for Harden, throw Michael Porter Jr. and a bunch of picks in there, try to bring him in. Obviously, they said they wouldn't trade with the Western Conference, but oh, the really team could have. That's I mean, shoes. They they could even try to fish the think... depot out of Houston or something. But I feel like they Denver needs to add something. They cannot. They've obviously seen it hasn't worked. They need to add something. I don't understand why the Beal stuff has been so quiet. Like, does he want to be in Washington? I'm confused here. Like, why does he want to be there? Well, Washington thinks they're still in win now. Like when they went out, well, they're not. <laughs> And everything in last trade deadline, they said they acquired moves to become win now. When have, how many times have we seen the same wizard things? We're win now. We're going to make the playoffs. Yet they started out the season awful, and then it, it turns into them tanking at the end of the season. How many games have they won? Six, seven? Eight. Ooh. Eight. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. Like, trade deal right now, his value's like very high because if you wait to the offseason to trade him and he only has that one year left on his contract, well, his value's not as high. I mean, the reason why, I, I mean, not the reason, but part of the reason why I think Houston was able to generate so many picks for Harden was because he has two years on the contract. He's much mm-hmm. more valuable. They had a lot more leverage with uh, than he had with them. Um, I would trade Beal right now if I was the uh, if I was the Wizards. Like, it's not happening. All right, give it up. Like, so rebuild. Saying, go ahead and see which one of these winning teams has the young assets you want, and go ahead and make the move. Any one of them will do it. I mean, the guy's leading the league in scoring for crying out loud. Go out and make the move. And they drafted all these young guys like in recent years. Like, uh, what's his name? Denny Abija. Is that how you pronounce it? Yep. And then there's Hachimara. Like, they have these young guys. And, like, by the time these young guys maybe become, you know, like, quality pieces, like starters, rotation players, whatever, for playoff contender, Bill's mm. contract's up, and he's probably just going to sign somewhere. So, like – you might as well just trade him now and get something like your timeline does your timeline only for win now existed if Westbrook and Beal were going to coexist and win games and that didn't happen it, it failed all right move on trade Beal be done with it I don't understand and I just want Beal traded because like I don't like Beal on that Wizards team it's I'd rather him be on a contender team and be more fun to watch I don't like seeing good players on these horrible teams no, I, I agree with you completely on that one. I would go ahead and move him, like you said, for the value. But also, too, like I feel like Hachimura actually has a chance to pop and be kind of like a Giannis-type player in the league, but he still needs time. I mean, he started playing basketball when he was like 12 or 14, so you know the development's still going to keep on coming. But, yeah, I agree with you completely on that one, man. you got to go ahead and get rid of him now while he's still get his to, value. How did we get to Beal? We were talking about the Suns. No, Ryu Hachimura plays for the Wizards. No, I know. I said we were talking about the Suns, and we got all the way to the Wizards stuff. I don't know how yeah, that honestly, it's kind of like how Devin Booker used to be stuck. Um, well, well, anyway, they got, got they got Aiton, they got Chris Paul. I mean, yeah. Yeah, now they got a little team. Anything else we should uh, talk about before we get out of here, Aria? 
Uh, no, but let me plug my new podcast. Uh, it's called Ringless. It's a six-episode limited podcast series where each episode I like talk about a active NBA player who has not won a championship and kind of deep dive into their career and figure out why that hasn't happened. Um, will it ever happen? Uh, what's the and we kind of like deep dive in a whole bunch of categories like how far did they go in the playoffs? A bunch of stuff. Um, check it out. It's on Apple, Spotify, wherever. Ringless. Um, first episode's up right now on Chris Paul, uh, and there will be five more. So, yep. Yep. Make sure you tune into that. I have listened to the first episode. It's a great podcast. Oh, did you? Also writes a little bit too. So be on the lookout uh, for that. But haven't run a while. <laughs> appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we'll talk to you all again soon.